Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. I said, give me the hell yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spurrier. We are pretty. Hello, my name is Inga Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You're watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Ro Moran, and Emil A.S.H. checking in on another Thursday back to our normal stream from home setup. And while last week was fun, uh, di naman natin kaya ngawin every weekend for now, right? So break tayo to normal, back to business. I'm breaking one of my self-imposed rules, which is to not wear sleeveless tops on the stream in honor of LeBron James. We are witnesses to greatness. So nakalibron jersey ako dito in honor for LeBron and his record-breaking moment from this past week. Speaking of greatness, we want to say hi to our ex-babyface producer, Nikai. Yeah, miss ka na namin. Hindi mo nabuntan yung bagong studio. No, she, she is on to greener pastures based yeah, on the things true. she's been posting and yeah. the places from where she's checking in. So, buti pa si Nikai. Nakaahon na mula sa laylayan. Ano? <laughs> All right, we have a lot to get to for this week. A lot to process, actually, which is also kind of nice Now we now have the Pick of the Week episodes, which if you haven't been checking them out yet, they drop every Tuesday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. So if you kayo sa mga pinag-uusapan natin on the streams, please check out those Pick of the Week episodes, all right? We actually put a lot of effort into those now that we have a bit more time to talk about our favorite matches or segments from the week. But if you want more of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, you can be part of our growing Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron community. And Emil ASH is going to tell you how. Alright, so Elimination Chamber is in two weeks and we're going to have our watch party. But not in the usual watch party na na natin. And now because of uh, Disney Plus and, and it's cheaper than... Uh, the old WWE Network, I am sure that most of us already have our own Disney Plus's accounts. So we will have a watch party in the sense of we will have banters, live pay-per-view talks, just uh, chilling with everyone on a Sunday morning. And if you want to enjoy that, you can subscribe to our Patreon for as low as $5. And the link is www.patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast is right there below and uh other perks of uh being a patreon is you could join our discord community where Wait, we being talk a patron about... naman emil yung patreon yung platform no, that's fine it's fine yeah it's fine uh, let's let him let's let him cook let him cook another perk of uh, joining our patreon is also uh joining our discord community where we talk about everything and anything under the sun of course wrestling but also we talk about lifestyle sports 
food, gaming, and anything else. So, and also you could get some exclusive review content uh, of the of the weekly shows, Raw, SmackDown from Rowan, and also local wrestling shows like MWF. And yeah, everything and anything about wrestling, you could join us. You could also support the podcast by joining our Patreon again at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as five dollars and in today's money that's 270 or 260 yeah 272 pesos almost perfect almost perfect you just missed the part where we also have pasabais yes which which we will be doing in a bit because malapit ng wrestlemania and we have quite a bit of perks from the wwe shop so if you want to get legit WWE merchandise like we've been posting over the past few days. Patreon. My baby's growing up. He did such a good ad read. All right. <laughs> so congratulate Emil for surviving yeah. that ad Woo! read. Every time that our ASA just do not choke, that is a uh, that's a win in our book. I, I taught him well. I taught him well. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's get down to business and defeat the Huns. Uh, first topic natin for tonight, we're going to talk about Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. The feud has officially begun, uh, especially after what happened on SmackDown. Uh, Sami Zayn came for Roman Reigns. And yes, dahil underdog babyface Sami, natural lang na Roman will still have the upper hand. But as we're already seeing, uh, the bloodline is in tatters. Jay Uso was nowhere to be found on SmackDown. So... Uh, now we're getting the main event for Elimination Chamber in Montreal, Sami Zayn's home turf, right? Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns. And um, while it seems like this isn't going to be a WrestleMania matchup at all, I guess we'll have to be happy with the fact that we're getting it to begin with. Yeah, this is still my preferred main event for WrestleMania, but I guess the people want it. It took a while for them to get to Cody and Roman, which we'll talk about in a bit. But this is what the people want. And... It's still kind of sad that it's because of Cody. I don't know if they're still going to do something big. I don't know if they're going to pull a swerve out of their ass and find a way to um, put Sammy in that main event at WrestleMania. But as of this Monday's Raw, it might not be looking that way. But I just I just really want it. Because this was the, again, like I said last week, this is the organic thing that they were building up to. This was the organic story that they ended up really uh, blowing up. And it wasn't Cody's fault. It wasn't Cody's fault na, na injured siya. It wasn't Cody's fault that he had to take some time off and um, not be around. It wasn't Cody's fault that there was a there was an honorary Ooh storyline that Sammy really ran with. And it shouldn't be Cody's problem and bitterness na there is a story much better than his. Uh, ito, Ro, let me ask you this. Sabi natin na uh, we get a repeat of 2019 and we have Sami Zayn inserted as the third man here. Kind of like Becky Lynch doing sa Charlotte Ronda WrestleMania main event. Would that make you happy? Uh, I think it would, but it would also depend on how they do it. Like, syempre, uh, yeah, you got faith in Triple H's creative here, but I personally can't foresee a way na. But just because I can't see a way and you can't see a way doesn't mean there isn't a way. I just don't know what that is yet. But I have a feeling and I have more faith than I did last year. If they did do that, they would find a good way to make it make sense. Ikaw, Emil, what do you think about this one? Because it still could go a bunch of different ways. But if we're to look at it at face value... Ito lang yun, Sami Zayn at Elimination Chamber is a roadblock en route to Roman Reigns going to Hollywood to face Cody. I mean, 
I mean, karamihan naman siguro, including me. I still wish that the Mania main event would be Roman versus Sami because usually WrestleMania is where you would wrap up long, long-term long stories. And this one is obviously longer than the Cody versus Roman one. So, but yeah, I think nasa, uh, ano na ako, 50% acceptance ako na ito na talaga yung mangyayari. But uh, the only problem maybe I'm seeing is that If we get some something of an inconclusive finish at, at the Elimination Chamber, that might lead some people to even root for Sami more because he never got a fair chance at Roman. So maybe they'll push for like him. Yeah, the, yung sa point Nero earlier na how would they insert Sami into it? Maybe have a screw finish. Yung talagang feel mo deserving na ni Sami Manalo but they pulled it under his rug at the last second in which they could still debate whether or not na just yung parang ano inconclusive nga uh, the only way I could see it is an inconclusive finish that maybe you could justify Sami being inserted in but other than that yeah yun na nga no they are booked into a corner here where they have two separate storylines good great storylines so Sila na siguro bahala doon on how are they gonna make sure that each story can be wrapped up really well. Uh, sabi ni Fred sa comments, sana hiniwalay na lang yung titles. Have Cody challenge for the WWE Championship. Have Sami challenge for the Universal Championship. At this point, I don't know how you can do that when you've already built both events to be for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. I, I was reading something kanina from WrestlingNews.co. Um, the original plans were, if The Rock were here, The original plans were there were going to be two championships. They were going to create a new championship for Cody, the Royal Rumble winner, to compete with Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins. So entirely new thing. And then Roman Reigns and The Rock would go for the two belts near Roman. So that was one way. I don't know. Obviously, that's not, that's not going to work now, and it's not in the plans now. But as for the separation of the championships, it's... Easy, because uh, you can just go straight forward with it and say, "No, okay." Uh, Adam Pierce finally comes to his senses and say, and says, uh, "This unified championship business is bad for business." And then, what I'm going to do as the or what the board, whatever higher power there is, has decided to do was, uh, Sammy is going to compete for one championship, the Universal Championship, because it's SmackDown, right? And then Cody is going to compete for the Raw. Uh, for the WWE Championship because they're raw, right? So it's easy as that. Just like It's like what he did with the Usos. He made a contendership match for the Raw Tag Team Championship and a tournament for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. It's really easy as figuring out that you need to split the championships and just straight up doing it. Sabini Glendale na he senses Cody winning both and then he'll divide them on the Raw after Mania. I don't see the point of doing that. Kind of like yeah. Keith Lee when he had both championships in NXT, in abdicate the North American title. I actually didn't see the logic there. Yeah, uh, the, if I were a wrestler, I wouldn't give up the other championship. Because in theory, that's like double the pay. Because I have two championships technically. So it really has to be up to an authority figure to say, now, okay, you can't play with both toys. Yeah. So, diba, the two networks, USA and Fox, wants their own like world title. That's why hindi pa talaga siya is truly unified at this point. So, ane, mas easy na lang talaga na they they would just split the titles to para everybody happy, I guess. 
Yeah, uh, it's all a matter of internal will at this point. How willing are the people in charge to finally separate the championships, diba? Right? Um, I think all of us generally feel the same way towards having just one guy holding both championships in WWE. On that note, let's talk about Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman because, man, that promo. Holy crap. Uh, that is an early promo of the year contender right there. And yung takeaway ko from this exchange between Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman is very rare that you would root against Cody coming out of the promo unless you're unless you're Roe. Everyone else is probably on Cody's side now coming out of this promo because it was so emotional. It was so personal. And the only word you could really say coming out of it was... Damn! So... Uh, props to Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman for really going all out here in writing the first pages of the Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns story. Emil, you go first. Um, yung ano, kudos to both Heyman and Cody for, I think, making us finally be invested in this feud. Like, we were thinking of ways of how can they make this feud as personal as the other storyline, the Bloodline storyline. And I guess the way to do it is the way they have done it on Raw. And this is very on-brand for Roman Reigns to make this feud personal. Because on Cody's perspective, he's just after the championship. Like, he won the Royal Rumble and I was going to compete at the main event of WrestleMania. But Roman Reigns wants, I guess, more stakes than that. And he made it personal by getting into Cody's head via Paul Heyman, which, again, napakadaling nun. I can see his fingerprints all over that. So, napagaling, sobra, sobrang galing. ako with that promo on Raw. I wonder how they came about putting this story together. <laughs> like, uh, I know I'm spitballing, but I know it's the influence of the TV writers that Vince originally hired. But now they actually get to do their thing and strut their stuff for Triple H. So, ano kaya naisip nila? Oh, sabihin mo na ano? Gusto anak ni Dusty si Roman talaga. Tapos, <laughs> uh, I mean, how do you think of that? Like, uh, yeah, man. That's, that's they, shit, dude. Dusty, yeah, Dusty did. Dusty did train the other guys. And Dusty did not train Cody. Because like, I know Cody went through OVW. Yes. So there's that. So that's, that's really amazing. In my notes, I said that the thing missing for a lot of WWE fans is that... Uh, Really great, genuine performance. And as much as I dislike how Cody presents himself because he is in charge of himself, I have to admit and I have to agree that he really does know how to tug those heartstrings. And he really is a good actor. Like, there is a reason why he's been on TV in the past year since leaving WWE. So he did pick up a thing or two from Stephen Amell. And it's these things that prove that when we watch wrestling, we're not really watching the nice fights, the great action. Yes, those are great things, but we're also really in it for the drama, for the melodrama. Like, why were we all hooked in the first place? It wasn't because people were risking their lives for us, but also because we love drama. We love the tea. And this segment was cinema, as we like to say nowadays. Because it's a new buzzword. This cinema is the new banger. <laughs> <laughs> It's true, though. It, it is true. I've been seeing cinema a lot more. And because Triple H has allowed cinema to blossom in his regime, right? But whatever Bray Wyatt is doing, that's not cinema. Everything that you guys mentioned, I agree with. Um, as a Cody hater, though, I definitely liked Paul Heyman's mic drop moment more, literal mic drop moment more. That was really good. 
it takes a twisted kind of genius to come up with that and use those little details to deliver a sick gut-punching burn that will make you question everything that you thought you knew about your father. That was really good work. Really even better work for Heyman because he was the one who spun the yarn. He was the one who tied together Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. Cody just made the first step with the whole ECW story, but that was like Cody towards Heyman and not Cody towards Roman. Heyman made the connection between Cody and Roman and Dusty. That was even better work from him. He is the MVP of this segment. Bar none. I mean, like, yes, Cody delivered a great performance, but I believe that Heyman was the genius behind that detail. So I always like to say that a promo is a match and a match is a promo. I've heard that before and I like repeating it because it's true. And this particular segment between Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman really illustrated that. And I don't want to spend the entire podcast or the entire live stream just breaking down this one promo. I'm going to do that on the Pick of the Week episode on Tuesday. So watch out for that. Um, But if you're trying to learn how to tell a good, compelling story on the mic, and if you're trying to learn psychology without you actual wrestling, like the psychology of a promo of character work. This segment between Paul Heyman and Cody Rhodes has a lot of things that you can pick up, a lot of tips and tricks that you can integrate into your own work if you ever decide to get into the business one day. I'm going to do a little bit of a tape study session on that for pick of the week next But I mean, uh, like not, not everyone gets the chance to deliver that kind of promo. Like not everyone gets to be in Cody's shoes and Heyman's yes. shoes. So yes. yeah. uh, it's, it's nice, yes. But uh, let's not pretend that every wrestler is going to get this crying Cody moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, that, yeah. that's true. Though. Not everyone deserves uh, that amount of mic time either. I'm just saying that if you ever find yourself in this situation, the Cody and Heyman promo is a good place to start like studying and picking stuff up. All right. One last thing on this segment. This basically tells us that Roman and Cody is the money main event for WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I forgot to talk about that. That's why I said I was sad that Sammy and Roman is just going to do Elimination Chamber. Because I don't see a way, especially after this, that they invest in Sammy versus Roman any further. Unless they find something better. The way this is set up is like, it seems to be pure Cody versus Roman. And to introduce Sammy Naman into that mix will muddle it the same way you introduce Cody to Sammy versus Roman will muddle it. I don't know. Um, I feel like nakita na natin to, eh, di ba, with Brian in 2014. So what if like the fans hijack the shows ulit and really just insert Sami Zayn in the WrestleMania main, main event out of pure goodwill from the audience? This, this promo, the way that it was so good, kind of insulates you from that because you're spending time now Go being compelled by Cody and Roman and Heyman. And yeah, like I said, you don't see the need for Sammy here anymore. The same way you don't see the need for Cody in Sammy versus Roman. All right. Sige. Uh, people in the chat, let us know what you think. We're going to take a quick break as you type in your comments. Uh, anong must prefer nyo na? It's just uh, Roman and Cody? Is it a triple threat? Whatever it is you feel like should happen at Mania, leave it in the comment section as we make way for our fellow podcasts who'd like to tell you about their shows on Podcast Network Asia. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And we're back. So we're going to keep talking about the stuff that happened in WWE this week. We're going to go back to SmackDown from last weekend. And... Let's uh, bring up Ricochet and Braun Strowman here because they've emerged as the bracket busters of the tag team number one contenders tournament. They weren't even in the tournament and all of a sudden they have won and they defeated Imperium and now they get a shot at the Usos. Nandi natin alam if Jay will show up on SmackDown on Saturday morning Manila time. Emil, what do you think about Braun and Ricochet blindsiding us all here? Um, It's a surprise because uh, they weren't even in the tournament in the first place. Tapos um, I was expecting Imperium to win, pero because of the circumstances around the storyline, I just don't see the Usos losing at the tag team titles. So if you want someone to put the Usos over without destroying their credibility, it's Ron and Ricochet. So I think for that purpose, going with Ricochet and Ron Strowman was a good choice. But this was a tag team tournament and for a team who's not really tagging that much, uh, it makes your tag division look not that great. Igor, mm-hmm. what are your feelings on this? Fred, let's not disrespect Ricochet that way. Unlike Andrew Tate, Ricochet has a chin and he is not a sex trafficker. So let's move away from Andrew Tate. There are other people who deserve to be called Andrew Tate. But anyway, this is interesting. Yes, you do need... Uh, they are giving Ricochet his flowers. Braun is along for the ride. I think they have a better shot at stealing the SmackDown Tag Team Championships from the Usos because in Yana Sabinatin na uh, the Usos are one half at the moment, right? Because Jay is nowhere to be found. Although there is the issue of whether or not Kevin and Sammy will be teaming up at WrestleMania to play for the Tag Team Championships. So that depends, I guess, but I don't know. We've seen the Raw Tag Team Championship shot go nowhere, really, which was fun, but it went nowhere. So there's also a big chance that we'll But, you know, fingers crossed. Um, Braun Strowman and Ricochet weren't my ideal new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Like, I would have had Imperium be in that spot, but it does make sense then. I'm glad you mentioned that, Rowan. There is a bit of an issue with splitting the championships because if you look at the graphic, it's actually suggesting that it's for the undisputed tag team championships, even though the tournament was oh, said no, to be no. for the SmackDown yes, tag team championship. Lang. Yeah, kind of odd lang, no? I don't know. Um, I don't know anything. Just basing it on the graphic that I got from Google Kanina. So what do you guys think? Because if it's for the undisputed tag team championships and not just the SmackDown titles, I don't think Braun and Ricochet are winning at all. Yeah, I don't like that. That is a Vince-level bait-and-switch, if you will. But yes, if it is for the Undisputed Tag Team Championship, this, the chances are even slimmer. You Emil. So, I think if they are serious in splitting the titles, they wouldn't go with Ricochet and Braun Strowman. For me, if they were really to split and have the next tag team to win the SmackDown Tag Team Championships to be a legitimate tag team, it should have been either Imperium or Siguro the Brawling Brutes. So 
because of their choice, no, because of their choice of going with Ricochet and Ron to win the tournament, that speaks to me that they're not thinking of t- splitting the titles now. We don't know post-Mania or at Mania, but as of right now, I think they're sticking with the Usos as the undisputed tag team champions. Yun, uh, nagsasalita na yung mga friends natin in the comment section who are saying that they have since updated and fixed the graphic. So apparently, it is for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Uh, Where's your proof? Natin on Saturday. <laughs> I want to see the proof. <laughs> Drop the link. Oh, leave the link <laughs> para makita din namin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that was so, from TV, diba? So, yes. you know. I don't know. Anyways, they could have changed things in the five days since. That could yeah, have happened. Yeah, just show us the proof. Show us the uh, source. Yeah. You know, uh, and then, you know, we'll, we'll see on Saturday morning when we wake up and uh, watch SmackDown. Right? Okay, so Binati is for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships with the Usos not aligned for the first time in forever. Would they have a shot kung SmackDown lang yung dito? I, I, that's what I said in the first time. So, Emil, what do you think? Mm, kung SmackDown lang siguro, pwede. pwede. I think Siguro, siguro my chance. Pero I think Jay wouldn't appear on SmackDown, but it's, I think it will be solo defending. Parang yun eh, yung, they already did it with Sami substitute, yeah, substituting for, for Jay's, uh, for Jimmy. So I think Solo will will replace Jay, at least in this match, at least defend the title. So I think that's yung mangyayari. All right. Sige, sige. Uh, let's go to Raw now, where one of the big highlights is Lita surprising us all with a return and helping out Becky Lynch. And the last time we saw Lita on TV, it was right around Elimination Chamber season when she was feuding with Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. This was not on my 2023 bingo card. So, Emil, what do you think of this return? Because I don't know when you got into wrestling, but I'm assuming that you didn't get into Lita. Yes, hindi. Um, <laughs> yung first time na nakita ko si Lita was on Raw 1000 and she was already retired by then so it was a welcome surprise I think I was thinking of a connection with Vita to the storyline pero wala pero it was a nice pop and also Becky hinted at a promo before the match that you know she has some backup prepared just in case the other members of Damage Control get involved so I didn't expect it to be Vita I was expecting it to be some other tag team you know some other women's tag team but it's a welcome surprise, but it doesn't really add up anything to the ongoing story because I think well, well, much connection. But if it's only a one-off appearance, it is a great pop, great pop to the crowd. So yun. yeah, yung balibalita sa internet is that it's going to be Becky, Lita, and a returning Trish Stratus against Damage Control at Elimination Chamber. So uh, let's say totoo nga yun. What do you think about this development, Ro? It doesn't make sense, yeah. Uh, Emil was right. What the hell is this all about? Like, yes, it's nice to see Lita. It's nice to see Trish again. But why? Wala bang friends, wala bang friends si Becky backstage that she had to get. I think that's the point. Wala nga talaga siyang friends. Yeah, but, you know, uh, she is better now. I mean, she's. it's not like she's being the anti-hero now. She's not the problem right now. So it doesn't make sense that she would get one, the person she was actually feuding with last year, which you would think, now, okay, I don't like you because we were fighting last year. And two, um, you get Tristratus, which has literally no history with you. So this one needs a little more legwork to make sense. And I'm hoping they give us that next week before the chamber itself. Because otherwise, this makes even less sense than the people Triple H had been bringing back since taking over. 
Uh, the thing about Raw is go home show na tayo by Tuesday. So yeah, there's exactly. not a lot of time yeah. for that legwork. No, there is. Like, just explain. It wouldn't take Becky long to explain. Like, just connect the dots. Like, the way Heyman and Cody did. Mm-hmm. Ego Emil, any other thoughts on this one? Like, given that Trish is also before your time. Yeah, um, siguro they're gonna go with Trish because it's Canada. And every time they go to Canada, they'd always like uh, hometown. Uh, I mean, she's not really from Montreal, but still Canada. They like to have someone to pop the crowd because Canadian crowds are amazing. Although, ito, na, nung nakita ko si Rita, I can't believe how good she looks. For, ang um, ilang edad na ba siya? Like, she's like 40, di ba? 40 plus? Yeah, Lita's in her 40s. But she looks really good for her age. And uh, I think, kudos her for taking good care of herself, I guess, na at this point in her life, even though hindi na siya regular, she can still go out and still come back to wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, if the rumors are to be believed, we're gonna get that six-woman tag Becky, Lira, and Trish against Damage Control. Ito, sabi ni ano, sabi ni Aaron, sayang di mo rin naabutan yung celebration nila ni Edge. <laughs> well, it's always, it's always on the network. Wala pa network. Yeah. Uh, it's probably in YouTube somewhere. Yeah, if, I mean, if you really want to find something, I'm sure you can find it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, last bit from Raw before we go over to NXT. As quickly as this alliance formed, it is now over. JBL told Baron Corbin to his face, I've tried polishing a turd doesn't work or something to that effect. Basically, tinapog niyang tae si Baron Corbin. This partnership was kind of random, but I kind of got behind it because I do enjoy JBL's heel work. So the only reason I'm kind of sad is because we might not see JBL on TV again for a while. <laughs> uh, um, I think the reason why it didn't work was because other than JBL taking Baron Corbin under his wing, Baron Corbin. Like, they didn't make Corbin wrestle like APA JBL or even JBL JBL because Brad Shoshana APA. And it was just the same weird, happy Corbin character with, uh, with a manager. And they didn't really put that much effort into it. Like the whole idea was that Corbin was a throwback, but they didn't really lean hard into Corbin being, being a throwback. So it was doomed from the start because they couldn't. Or they didn't want to get it off the ground. And as much as it was something for Corbin, uh, like, I don't know if, the, if this is one of these things that it was okay to abandon because it wasn't getting anywhere. But it wasn't getting anywhere because they weren't interested in doing much with it. So I ragged on Vince before for not giving his own creations a chance uh, whenever it didn't work. But um, this is kind of the same thing and it's kind of sad because you expect more from the Triple H regime. To be fair, they did those like poker segments to at least uh, I know, you ma feature si Corbin uh, on TV but the problem was they always they would always have him losing and make him look like an idiot where JBL in his heyday like he was a heel pero ano siya he was a, he was a successful heel like he he would always brag it to your face but with Corbin He's only being managed by JBL, but he's not getting any traits that maybe JBL had. So it is such a waste. And uh, I think this is only a way for JBL to be written off because I don't think he wants to be on TV every week since he's already retired and hasn't been active before becoming Corbin's manager. Yeah, that's a great point. Maybe behind the scenes, uh, John Charles Layfield, the human being, doesn't enjoy being on the road as much as he thought he would. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. be possible. 
Oh, why did he? Wait, he knew that though. Why did he take the job if he didn't like being on the road? But like he, no, you're like from the outside, you're like, oh, I miss the environment. Then you get back in the swing of things, and you're like, yeah, I kind of liked my situation when I was happily retired. Yeah, right. that happens. That happens to man, no? uh, very oh. often, oftenly. Diba? Mapapasubo ka. Uh, you did bring up a good point, Emil, na unlike JBL when he was on his way to the WWE Championship, yeah, um, since hooking up with JBL, Baron Corbin hasn't really done anything of note. Like, I remember when JBL was being pushed as the number one heel on SmackDown, he sucked up to Kurt Angle, he won the Great American Award, remember that? And then he got his shot at Eddie Guerrero. Baron Corbin got nowhere near to any accolade like that or any rub from like an authority figure who JBL as a manager, you would have assumed he would have sucked up to that authority figure. Well, I must my screen time patong see Chelsea Green being a Karen towards Adam Pierce. Yeah, and it's Janelle's right. He was the last man to pin Roman. And why couldn't they have leaned to that? But that's a detail that could have made him like he was the only one who was able to pin the tribal chief before he became the tribal chief. But um, you can tell that not everyone is equal on the roster. Like, not everyone gets the same kind of love from the booker. And as much as you want to get behind someone, sometimes it just doesn't work out the way you want it for them. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens next week if JBL somehow returns or kung talagang wala na tong JBL Baron Corbin storyline. Ito, um, what, siguro. if you have ideas, how can you revive Baron Corbin? Oh, well, I they tried everything, eh? <laughs> They tried everything with Baron Corbin. It just no, they, they. I don't think they did because they have not really tried making him the lone wolf again. They haven't really gone back to that kind of serious gimmick for Baron Corbin. And yeah, like I said, the whole JBL partnership could have been that if they figured out what they wanted Corbin to do with JBL. Like I thought, the whole idea was to make him like a wrestler's wrestler from the 90s and 2000s. That's all, that was the whole thing JBL was saying. That, um, none of these other guys are as hard, no pun intended, as Corbin. Because <laughs> these are all, what, soft millennials, soft, soft Zoomers. But not Corbin, though. He is a guy in the same mold as Bradshaw and the APA. So they never really took that and applied it. It was just really, in yeah, like I said, it was really just happy Corbin with a manager. Yeah, this version of Baron Corbin was still very silly, especially pag my backstage segments. Even Aaron was right. I did think of that, Aaron. Yung, uh, maybe this is a way to get back to bum-ass Corbin, which would be really great if they did because that was uh, the best Corbin character. And I agree. I feel like Triple H would do that a lot better than Vince. Yeah. Side note on Bumass Corbin. Bumass Corbin action figures are available locally at Toy Kingdom and Toys R Us. <laughs> and it's so hilarious seeing them up close. <laughs> you know, just had to get that out there. All right, let's go over to NXT and talk about that breakup. Toxic Attraction, no longer a team. They recreated the Rockers breakup, uh, their own barbershop moment. Malas lang ni Gigi Dolan that the door did not swing the way they wanted it to. So talagang sumalpok yung mukha niya dun, Which gave Gigi a nice photo to post on Instagram and Twitter. Kind of gnarly bruises on her face though. But yeah, I think some of us did call that toxic attraction would break up. But I did not expect Gigi Dolan to be the face here until Vengeance Day where it was clear that she was the most organically popular talaga. So I'm pretty excited for this uh, because I do love both members of Toxic Attraction. So I want to see where this goes. Emil, did you think that Gigi would be the face here? 
No, Nene. I didn't thought she was going to be the baby face because they did the Rockers breakup. But I always thought that Gigi Dolan was the Shawn Michaels of the team, not JC Jane. So it's kind of kind of weird that they the the turn was the other way around. It was JC turning on Gigi Dolan. But what happened was great. I liked it. But nakasad lang because we have been saying na the main roster needs toxic attraction to add some life sa women's tag team division nila. And they even teased it during that segment that they might go after damage control. But it looks like uh, they will stay put in NXT and have this feud. This is one of the things that NXT gets right. Like tag teams breaking up and then feuding. We already saw it with Gargano and Champa, Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. So uh, this looks like this is going to be one of those like, great tag teams breaking up and then feuding uh, with Toxic Attraction. All right. First of all, are y'all serious right now? Like, did you really not think Gigi would be the face here? Do you not know how popular that woman is on Instagram? <laughs> Aaron and I know how popular Gigi Dolan is on Instagram. Just go to her page and you'll see why. But, si uh, no, 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 no. But yes, I agree with Emil. Um, I did manifest it inadvertently on our picks of the week earlier this week, which you should definitely go listen to because we go hard on those episodes. But Emil is right. They should have remained toxic attraction on the main roster because, like I said, the main roster desperately needs uh, female tag teams because they do not have one. They do, but they haven't gotten there yet. You know, they need more units in that division and they are obviously not putting in again as much effort into the, the women's tag division. So you know, another one of those things na hindi na bibigyan ng effort ng creatives at Triple H. So sad, sad moment again. I know that toxic attraction has been has been around a while, and that may be why they decided to break them up. But that team still had legs on the main roster; like they could have been the new it girls, really. And sayang lang. Yes, um, you do need Gigi to be a, a face here, a singles face superstar. But I think that could have waited. Like there are so many other options around, and especially on the main roster. Like assuming that's where they're going. You have so many women there and not enough tag teams. So sayang talaga. It's nice for Gigi. Yes, I don't think JC is going to be the Shawn Michaels of this, but I could be wrong. We could all be wrong. You know, Mandy en- ended up being a big, big time women's champion relatively late in her career. So that could all change. But right now, Gigi is money. No offense yeah. to Carmella and Melo. Yeah. Uh, so what do you guys think? Let us know um, who you felt would be like the Shawn Michaels of this tag team. Rose Wright, I feel sad that another women's tag team has gone their separate ways because uh, there is a need on the main roster and Dakota and EO aren't exactly flush with challengers then for their titles. So yun, uh, that's a lost opportunity right there at the cost of setting up Gigi and JC for their singles runs. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about AEW, specifically that very weird MJF promo from this morning. And we're also going to talk about some news outside the ring. But first, here's another reminder about the many shows from our uh, other podcasts here on Podcast Network Asia. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, let's cross over to AEW and let's talk about that weird MJF promo. And the name Katie Vick was trending on Twitter today because people are already comparing it to Katie Vick. I don't want to go that far. I don't think that there's necrophilia involved. Yes, it's not the same. That being said, I did not like the way that MJF made himself a self-confessed scumbag. I thought that, okay, like, um, for those of you who haven't seen the promo, MJF basically told this long-winded story about him getting into his Chevy Camaro and getting into an accident. And then there was a girl in a car. And then he checked to see if she was still breathing, and she was. And then he MJF. He switched seats down with the girl so that it would look like she was the one who caused the accident. And MJF was the passenger na uh, victim lang in the car accident. And you, that was his you way. You forgot of, the roadhead. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> which is why you know it showed in the MJF in the the screenshot, right? So there was also some roadhead involved. Basically, the point MJF was trying to make is that he's a scumbag and he knows it. Here's my problem. There are many other ways to do that without going the very highfalutin, convoluted way that MJF did. I just thought it was very strange to go in that direction narratively. Parang, what does this do for MJF as a character? It doesn't uh, really make him any worse than he already is. Plus, in kayfabe, he confessed to a crime on television. How is that logical? Can anyone tell me what the actual crime is? Um, I'm not disputing it. I just want to know what the actual crime is. Uh, Framing someone. For what? For causing a car accident. Like did reckless anyone, driving or did, whatever. Did anyone get hurt in the accident? They were hydroplaned. It was, it was an accident. Yeah, but it was an accident. Accident. It wasn't like they were drunk or under the influence or anything. It was a, a f- active nature accident. When I heard the promo, I didn't think it was a crime. It was shitty, yes, to try and make himself look clean. But there, to my <laughs> slightly legally trained mind, there was no crime. Because they just got into an accident. They weren't recklessly driving. And by the time the police would have found them, it wasn't going to be obvious that he was getting roadhead. That was a crime, yes. He was driving distracted. But nobody else got hurt. Max's property got hurt. And... uh there was only one other person who got hurt. Um, maybe that's the crime. I don't know. I'm actually asking the question honestly because to me, I didn't see no crime. But uh, were you going to say something else? Sorry. No, no, man. Uh, I was going to say that distracted driving might have been the crime. Yeah. Uh, people are saying that this was a bad promo. People are saying, Stan just said, nah, it didn't make MJF look any worse than he already is. To me, I did. I do not have as much of a problem with it as other people. Mostly because obviously it's a fake story. Like, uh, if this happened, somebody would have dug it up by now, right? And I'm sure in the hours that followed the dynamite broadcast earlier this morning, somebody would have found that in the news um, or you know, Max, police files. Yeah, Max isn't old. I mean, internet na nung bata para, which mm. wasn't that long ago, right? Yeah. I don't even believe he. I don't even believe he was that kind of jock who had a Chevy Camaro. 
Like, remember that he was a dorky kid, right? Yes. That actually contradicts his previous stories that he told on Dynamite. Exactly. That's right. right? During so, the CM Punk feud. Exactly. So I don't believe this one bit. So yung palang, I know that this doesn't do much for his street cred because uh, street cred I don't believe that. him one bit. <laughs> That's why I don't see it's a problem. And second of all, it's not like he had sex with a corpse. Even uh, pretend sex with a pretend corpse. So... This was not Katie Vick territory. This was not Ayun, Aaron. Thank you. He was speeding. That's the crime. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, thank you. So I don't think this was again anywhere near Katie Vick. If speeding was your actual crime, that doesn't make you a badass either. <laughs> oh, uh, I got it, it'd be speeding. like your yeah. prison dog. I'm, so, I'm so gangster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so gangster. I spent Wait till you drop that it's empty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just want to say before we get to Emil, nah, I, I, we, we've said this on the podcast before, but like, man, um, TK and MJF probably need someone to rein them in whenever something is narratively just not a good idea. And that MJF promo from this morning is one of those examples. No, um, I, I don't know. I don't think it was a bad idea. I just think it was stupid. Yes, but I don't think it was a bad idea. It was a, it was a good attempt. To uh, make heat for himself, but it does fall apart when you see through it. I don't think it's a bad idea because the content is terrible and he makes himself look like a scumbag and makes himself unlikable. I just thought it was bad because it wasn't a good pro. I mean, it wasn't a bad promo. Shepard, he's good at delivering it, but it wasn't a credible attempt to make himself look terrible. But I respect the attempt at making himself look terrible. I say, you do need something to rile the people up. People did, or people were uh, starting to cheer MJF. And yeah, sure. Um, it doesn't make him likable. It doesn't make him cheerable. But again, I go back to that is the whole point of being a heel. You know, I respect that part. It just wasn't a good try. Go, Emil. If you have been watching MJF over the years, you would know when the stories are all lies, are all you know, pangpa boost ng siguro ng ego niya. But it's obviously fake stories and it's very on brand with the salt of the earth character ni MJF. But the only problem siguro na nakikita ko dito, especially lately with MJF is he says too much just to get his point across. And I think that's one of those things na will never fly in other places like WWE. And for, for me, his promos lately have been uh, hit or miss. And I think yun ang ano, uh, it would be a good idea for them to get someone who could sort out these promos, which are good, which are not. Like, obviously, di naman yung to the level of like WWE, which, where it, it's palang too much controlling. I mean, there's no doubt that he's a great promo guy. But sometimes, kasi feel ko nagiging mema na lang siya just for the sake of getting heat. Yeah. No, that's a great I point. Know. I actually noticed that myself. That he says uh, so much to get to so little. Yeah, and and I know he's beyond that. He could get actual heat now, na not resorting to those depths, no. And but I think it's also the, also a result of the crowd maybe cheering him, and he just wants the crowd to boo him. But there are ways to do that. Na hindi na dadaan sa ganong kachipan na na ano na ways of getting heat. Again, I don't, I don't mind the kachipan. As long as you're not hurting anyone real and you're not unnecessarily dragging them without their consent. Yeah. Right? 
But to Stan's point, yes, uh, there is a little too much freedom creatively in AEW. The reason why Cody didn't work in AEW the same way he's working really well now in WWE is that there is no better creative mind to filter him in AEW the same way he has Heyman and Vince's TV writers on WWE Creative. So, you know, you really do need those experts who actually know how to write drama. Uh, Sometimes you can't trust the wrestlers to write their own drama. Sometimes it works, yes. Sometimes you have a CM Punk who knows exactly how to tell a story, right? But sometimes you don't. Cody and MJF do not, right? I understand that Tony Khan is trying to not do the mistakes that Vince did. People have a lot of uh, issues with Hollywood writers who have no idea about how wrestling works. Pero... Again, I'm completely speculating on how it all works in WWE right now on the Triple H. But it seems like the Hollywood writers they have are being allowed to do their thing within the context and uh, rules of wrestling. And I do think you need those in AEW. And Tony Khan can't obviously cannot run it by himself because he lets the people do way too much for, again for way too little. So yeah, sayang yun. It's not bad per se, but it could be a lot better. And with things like this, you really long for a masterful hand when it comes to touching and handling fiction like this. Yeah. Anything else that we want to get out there? Go, Emil. Otherwise, we can talk about the guns. Yeah, yun. Nasabi ko na yung Felix regarding MJF lately. Not just this week, but since siguro he became the champ. That's been my number one issue with him in, right. in his promos. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, we can add that to in points for improvement niya on top of uh, screaming all the time. Let's talk about the guns, your new AEW World Tag Team Champions. I didn't see this result coming at all. Medyo weird rin how it all went down, but I guess I'm happy that Billy Gunn did not turn again. Very interesting though, towards the end, the guns didn't celebrate. Like knowing that they cheated and that they got one over the acclaimed, they didn't look too happy. They looked shocked. Pero hindi yung parang shocked na, oh my God, it actually worked. It's like shocked na parang, what is going on? And I don't know what that means in the larger context of their story. I have a feeling it was a shoot reaction. Okay, shit. We actually won the tag team championships over, <laughs> over the most over tag team in AEW. Diba? So and, uh, maybe it could be that. But on the guns itself, uh, this is weird because, yes, it's for heat, but nobody actually takes the guns seriously, even with Billy Gunn, especially with the acclaimed being the acclaimed. Uh, nobody was getting tired of the acclaimed. Actually, they wanted the acclaimed to wrestle more prestigious tag teams. So I don't know what this is. Um, It's the weirdest AEW tag team champions they have yet. And I don't know where it's going, but again... Weirder um, than I know. Keith and uh, Swerve? At least Keith and Swerve had, you know, had goodwill from being in WWE. They were big names. They were... Everyone knew them to be good wrestlers. The guns, because they were still, in many people's eyes... uh a developmental project from AEW Dark. Right? They weren't there yet in a lot of people's eyes. I knew they were good. They were capable. Yes, they're solid as a tag team, but they're not like over the moon the same way the acclaimed are and the same way the acclaimed have managed to do for themselves. So again, it's a strange, but 
I'm again also happy that Billy Gunn did not turn. It looked like he was going to last week. Diba? And even today, like when he was standing over Bowens, diba? Yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I hate this. I hate the tag team win because uh, I just can't take the gun seriously. Yeah, I, I just exactly what I said. And I mean, they really look like goons rather than uh, a legitimate team. Parang sila yung ano, di ba sa mga pelikula dati ni FPJ, sila yung goons tung kontrabida. And imagine mo, goons na nalok over the popular tag team. It, it doesn't feel right. And for me, they're by far the weakest champions AW ever had. And the fact that they won the titles first over teams like Top Flight, and uh, ano pa ba yung mas better sa kanila tag team? Um, the fact that they won the titles before any other deserving team, it, it's anoy, nakainis lang. And uh, like, you have faith in TK to always like do the right thing in terms of who's gonna win the championship, but this is uh, an L for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, They're actually the first ones from the firm to win gold. So, yay Stokely! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aaron brings up a good point. Nah. They didn't celebrate that much because yeah. it looked like they thought they would get their dad back. That's an interesting wrinkle, but I that for now that's fan fiction. Oh, nga. that is Myth Gif's level of fan fiction at the moment. <laughs> so until they substantiate that in a future segment or promo, I will not believe that. Yeah, uh, same here. I don't want to give them too much credit because they still have to do their work to tell the story. Saka ano? Saka Doing a swerve or a surprise title win for the sake of just having a surprise, it is always not a great move. Like, yeah, it can be great, but this is not an example of something uh doing a surprise title win benefits all. This one, well, uh, lukewarm yung reaction ng mga tao, including us. Yeah, there are other ways to tell the story without the guns winning the titles, but I don't know. I don't know why they went that way. Maybe there's going to be something else down the line uh, will you know would make sense the sila ng tag team title. No, it, it doesn't even make sense business wise. So Ina here says uh, it's guns versus FDR. Yeah, that makes sense because my uh, revolution is coming up in a few weeks. But but that's not even your money match. Like a claim versus FDR is your money match. Nobody's coming here to buy tickets to see the guns. <laughs> you know, uh, they didn't even boo that hard. I believe for the guns, So yeah. uh, I don't I don't understand why. This was considered a good business decision. It was a choice. And we're going to leave it at that. Uh, something else that is also a choice. Uh, the way that Saraya and Tony Storm have been taking from the NWO and making it their own. And man, um, I I just lost it. Parang, wala na. I don't really care for Saraya and Tony anymore. <laughs> uh, I do. I still I'm do. I'm just like, done with uh, this. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind the partnership because uh, Tony is putting in the work of her life. But this is kind of corny, yes. Uh, but, you know, I say L all the time, so I don't really mind them spray painting L's. Um, it just needs to come together in a really good way. Again, it's plagued by the problems that AEW Creative is only really just Tony Khan and his underlings without the expertise of actual screenwriters. Right? So it could have been good. It could have been something. It could have been NWO, but right now it's not. But I'm a fan of Tony Storm and Fanasoria, so I'm willing to let it pass. So 
I think there's still time to turn this around. It's not like we've been getting fed months of Bray Wyatt nonsense. So I've been seeing on Twitter and uh, people are kind of ragging on Saraya and her acting. I can't really tell naman if she's like that bad of an actor. That's not my issue. Like I have a bigger issue with Saraya and Tony acting like mean girls from the 2000s. Like holding up L's over their foreheads and calling people loser. Parang, that is such a 2000s mean girl slash bully thing to do. Like what is the 2020s equivalent of that? Why aren't they doing that? I won't go. Maybe nobody's watched Euphoria. I don't know. <laughs> right? Like, oh, okay. Um, yung, yung mga, uh, coming of age movies from the current era, they always have like some element of a kid using social media or like live streaming to like bully someone. Why isn't any mean girl in wrestling doing that today? Well, see Stevie Turner lang yung streamer. Eh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know. Yeah. I, I I just think it's so two thousands. Like it's been two decades. Yeah, goes it goes back to the writer problem. But yes, anyway, Emil, sorry. Um, yeah. No cornian pahod dito sa storyline nato. Pero I guess I will. Siguro let them develop this since uh, this is way too early to I think to judge. Pero not a good look so far. And uh, you know, mukhang, mukhang, mukhang 2000s yung, ano, yung trip nila. Eh, na, yung L, yung ganito. That is yeah. such a, a 2000s thing to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, it didn't get off on the right foot, diba? Kasi out of nowhere, uh, nag-double turn seemingly sina Brit and Jamie and Saraya and Tony. And now they have this. So they're kind of behind the eight ball here. Yeah. Uh, the double turn was fine. Again, a lot of things were not Executed well, creative voice. Yeah, that's the problem with Tony Khan. Um, we've already said everything we need to say about that. Sabini Aaron, the equivalent in the 2020s is cyberbullying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you can't you can't really depict that on TV. That's why they had to turn to the 2000s tropes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I come up with a better example, I will try oh. to bring it up. Well, I didn't know oh. to be very honest. <laughs> All right. Well, no, I, the, the, I will... the, the good... Last thing, the good thing saving them is Tony Storm's wrestling. That's it. Yeah, I, I will agree with that. And on the note of me being unable to come up with a better example, I will take the proverbial L. All right, let's let's talk about some good news. Let's go outside the ring and let's talk about Jerry the King Lawler, who is on his way to recovery, according to people close to the King. After he suffered a stroke earlier this week, he's in in better condition now. But he's able to communicate. And as far as we know, as of uh, this recording, people on Twitter have been giving updates on his health. And it looks to be promising. So, you know, on behalf of the podcast, we're pulling for Jerry the King Lawler, obviously. Yeah, um, I'm not the biggest King fan anymore. I wasn't really even the biggest King fan back in his heyday 20 years ago. But, you know, I've lost people to strokes and it's good that he survived it. So... Kudos to him. I'm sure there are people who still love him, uh, who love him dearly. And it's good that he gets to survive another day. Yeah, and uh, Jerry Lawler has been through much in his in his life. I mean, he had a heart attack on Raw 11 years ago and he's still here. And uh, in a business where we lose people way too young, uh, it's great that we have people like Lawler who are uh, yeah, he's way past 70. Yeah, so 70 and uh, hoping for a good recovery for the king and uh, hoping for more years of uh, Jerry Lawler in the business. Uh, so he's way past 70. He is 73. Yeah, 73. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Yeah. 
So there. Uh, yeah. On, again, I can't, on he was in, I can't believe he was in his 50s when we started watching. I thought he was way older than that. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> We're just happy that we don't have to talk about another wrestling death uh, this week. Yeah. yeah. We've uh, talked about too many wrestling deaths uh, in the nine years since the podcast has been around. So there. That's going to do it for the news outside the ring. Let's talk about what we've got going on outside. Emil, do you have anything that you want the listeners to know about? Um, no, just follow me on, on TikTok for some uh, sports opinions. Uh, I'll probably post some after tomorrow's deadline. So watch out for that. And also, yeah, uh, TikTok, email underscore Meister22 and on Twitter at email underscore Meister. All right. Go, Ro. Yeah. Uh, please support local wrestling. MWF is about to start taping again soon for Action Nevada TV. The new venue, I believe, is pretty cool, pretty awesome. It's uh, in along Congressional Avenue in Quezon City. So um, if you are from up north and you want to see some live action again, please do check it out. ManilaWrestling.com to subscribe to our gang page as well to catch up on everything that's happened over the past year. And if you can't make it to the live uh, Action Nevada TV taping, you can catch the future episodes on that. It's only $10, around 549 pesos on GAC. You can pay via credit card, debit card, and GCash. So a lot of options for you. Also, support us on TikTok at Wrestling2XPod. And, you know, uh, posting has been slowed down a little bit because I've been busy. But, Shempra, we bring you the hottest cinema we've been getting lately. You know? So, uh, I know. Um, Ano pala? <laughs> yung, oh, yeah, MWF. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Fred, yes, MW- you're right. MWF and Eyewitness, I believe this is a showing on Saturday. So, Cara David checked out the training over at Brawl Pit Bulusan. And it seemed to be a pretty meaningful and non-judgmental look on not just pro wrestling, but local pro wrestling. So, please do check that out if you still, you know, uh, have TV and if you still watch TV and GMA, yeah. So, if you haven't seen the uh, Family Feud episode of the NWF wrestlers, is that on YouTube? It is. Uh, I think it, it is, is online. They, yes. Yeah, they upload it, man. So, if yeah. you haven't seen it, please do see it. Uh, it was great seeing MWF wrestlers uh, on TV. Yeah, they won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and they donated the proceeds to Angat Buhay Inc., which is yes. really cool. Really, really cool. So there. For me, naman, uh, if you missed my pandemic podcast project, you on deck with Stancy. I'm bringing it back this quarter, so maybe later this month. Uh, I'm just gathering my thoughts now that I have stepped away from radio again. Uh, I'll probably get into that in the current season of On Deck with Stancy when that picks up. Um, in the meantime, you can always follow us on social media. It is at Wrestling2XPod on Twitter and TikTok and Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify. It is at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. And of course, you can hit us up at Roas War, at Chino Supersize, at Monday Night Rowan, and as Emil said, at EML underscore Meister. For me, it is at underscore Stan C. Thank you very much to Babyface producer Mike and all the other PNA producers behind the scenes. They do a lot of legwork and uh, we got to meet some of them in person last week. We're going to see them again in March when we come back for another uh, live stream. And in April, ito na, uh, we're letting you guys know that we're having our live anniversary podcast in April. April, so uh, we want you to be part of the experience. So um, we'll we'll give you more as they become available. Because in the uh, logistics and scheduling on our end. All right, uh, we'll catch you on Tuesday. Pick of the weeks or picks of the week. There, that that's that's correct. Picks of the week on Tuesday. 
on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. On behalf of Emil SH and Ro Moran, my name is Stan C. Stay safe, be kind. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast out. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.